Welcome to APAC Prophetic Women's Conference 2021, Prophetic Woman, God's Secret Warrior. This is an interdenominational conference attracting women throughout the Asia-Pacific region who are hungry for the undiluted reality of the God they faithfully serve. This conference is organized by Streams International Prophetic Church. Visit us at www.streams.org.au or call 1-300-361-971. And now, here is a powerful, life-giving message from our prophetic speaker. People, uh, when you understand that you have been given such a great gift and that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit, of the Father and the Son, and you know that you are loved and that you are clean and you are forgiven and that you are the righteousness of God in Christ, then you will freely give uh, what you have been given. And you will know the greatness, the exceeding greatness of the power that God has for you. You don't need to pray for more power. You just need more revelation of him because when you understand who he is, you will understand who you are. Because now the Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, that as he is, so are we in this world. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. That is, by the great grace of God, he has made us new creations. It's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. Hooray! Praise the Lord. And when we recognize that, then we won't be ashamed. We will boldly approach the throne of grace to find mercy and help in the time of need. We won't boldly approach if we are full of shame. When you are full of shame, you cover your face and you don't want to look at him. You don't feel confident to ask. You don't believe your prayers are heard or answered. You don't believe that you could be used to do the works of Jesus because shame is um, clouding you. But the Lord tells us that by grace we are saved through faith and that we are justified by faith. That is, we are made as though we, we never sinned when we receive the forgiveness of Jesus. He tells us that he will make no mention of past sins, which is amazing. He will rejoice over you as singing, it tells us in Zephaniah, making no mention of past sin. As far as the east is from the west, he separated you, your sin from you. And when he looks at you, having had faith in the Saviour, he says, you're altogether lovely, you're forgiven, you're holy, you're righteous. And even if your heart condemns you, it tells us in 1 John chapter 3. Uh, actually, we, we should look at that because it's probably one of my most favorite scriptures. I've got quite a few favorites. Hallelujah. <laughs> but 1 John chapter 3 is so powerful. It says this. Verse 20, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. Wow. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. Isn't that amazing? That means that if your heart, your mind, will, and your emotions say, you're, um, you're wicked, you're a sinner, you're 
a hypocrite, you're not very holy, you're not very spiritual. Well, you, even though your emotions might be telling you that, he who is the truth is greater than your emotions. And you can have truth in the reality that he says that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. That when he looks at you, he doesn't even remember any sin. You have been justified by faith. And just as he is holy and righteous, you also are righteous and clean and pure. And when he looks at you, you don't have to have any fear. You don't have to feel ashamed. Even if your heart is condemning you, you can say, hey heart, let me tell you the truth. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. You're forgiven. You're holy. You're clean. And, and I love that because emotions are tricky. You know, they, we can feel all sorts of things, but we, we can speak to our soul, our mind, will, and emotions. Um, David did in the Psalms. He'd say, hey, soul, why are you downcast within me? Hope in God. He'd preach to his soul. So you can preach to your emotions because the truth is greater than your emotions, hallelujah. And when your emotions come into line with the truth, you'll be provoked to spontaneous worship, hallelujah. All right. Oh, I wish I was there with you all. I, I would love to be with you there and hear you in the room and watch your smiling faces, but I'm enjoying seeing you on the Zoom there. I can see people. Uh, and thank you for being animated. <laughs> It helps me. <laughs> you're beautiful. Look at you beautiful ones. Wow. Oh, you're beautiful. God bless you. Hey, this is a scripture that I have been meditating on for a few months now. I just can't get away from it. And I believe it's so key to what the Holy Spirit is wanting us to understand so that we can receive what he wants to do in these coming days. It's Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It says this, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what that means? Peace means that we are reconciled to him. If you have had an argument with somebody, you've ever had an argument with anybody, when you are still unreconciled, it's a bit awkward when you're talking to each other. You know, the walls are up, you're defensive. But when you are reconciled, ah, you can relax and enjoy each other's company. Well, that's being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That means every time you approach him, you can know that you have peace with God. God's not there holding in his heart some annoyance about you. Some, he's not holding any offense at you. In fact, he's not even remembering the sins that you're beating yourself up over. In fact, he doesn't want you beating yourself up over sins. He was beaten up for you. And when you believe it, and by faith, you just tell your soul, hey, he's better than you feel like you deserve. <laughs> you can have faith that you have peace with God. Oh, having been justified by faith, I have peace with God through my Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore, I can boldly approach the throne of grace and find mercy and help in my time of need. Hooray! Praise the Lord. That's Hebrews 4. You can have a look there too if you want to. But I believe prophetically the Holy Spirit is getting us ready in these coming days. 
the Lord's been speaking to me continually about focus and what we give our focus to. You know, with in Australia, it's we are so being um, unfortunately being very conditioned to drama. The first ten minutes of the news is devoted to drama, uh, or we're having to keep it updated and watching stuff so we know what all the rules are, and it's drama, drama, drama. But God doesn't want our focus to be on drama. Uh, interestingly, when I got to America, we had a culture shock. They're just living with the virus. They don't even talk about it on the media much anymore at all. They don't have check-in apps or anything. You know, they don't even have contact tracing or quarantine or anything. They're just living with. But I think we need to be careful as the bride of Christ not to have our focus on a whole lot of drama, but to have our focus on the one thing that's important, and that is know your opinion about this or your opinion about that but actually you and I have been called to to be ambassadors of Christ and that is that we're called to stay on task, on mission, on focus and that is to be talking about what heaven is talking about and heaven is talking about wanting to see people reconciled to Jesus. It's talking about the Father wanting to have a relationship with people and he's looking for us to keep our eyes on that one thing that is needful, that one thing that is important. He says to the, the bride in the Song of Songs, he says, Beloved, you have dove's eyes and doves have no peripheral vision. They can't see anything except what they are focused on. So they don't see, they're not distracted by, by anything other than what they're looking at. We need to be careful to give our focus in these coming days to him and his glory, what is pure and lovely and of a good report. And as we fix our eyes there, he is going to accelerate you toward what you're looking at. I keep being reminded of a vision that the Lord's been giving me for many, many years, and I believe it is for right now. That is that there is a wave of his spirit coming and it is going to accelerate people toward whatever they are currently giving their focus and attention to. So we need right now to start, when you catch a wave, you start swimming toward where you want to go. We need to right now recognize that this is an opportunity in the midst of all the chaos and the drama, there is going to be supernatural acceleration for those who have chosen the better thing. Instead of being worried about many different things, those that have chosen the better thing will be accelerated toward that. And God is going to use you to do signs and wonders and miracles. He's going to use you to have peace that passes understanding that's going to cause people to say, I want what you've got. That you, people are going to see you shining with love and joy and hope, unmoved by all the fear and the worry and the drama. You're, go, you're going to be the ones that will speak peace to the storms. You're going to be the thermostats, not the thermometers. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit wants to use women in these coming days uh, to be those that would shine like stars in the universe as they hold out the word of life. That that we would reflect what we are beholding, that we would work together 
male and female to give him glory to give him all the worship and all the praise and to shine like stars in the universe as the lord is wanting to see his glory cover the earth as the waters cover the sea hallelujah and I believe that we're going to see supernatural accelerations. We're going to see people that have long dreamt about things that they are called to do accelerated very quickly into these things as they choose the better thing to focus on. So many things that we could focus on. Sometimes I look at Christian's social media pages and I just shake my head in frustration and think, Wow, do they, maybe they forget that there's probably unbelievers seeing their page. And if your page is filled with anger and frustration and, and opinions that other people have, and it's like, what are you doing? You've forgotten the main thing. The main thing is him. The main thing, the only thing that really matters is him, is relationship with him, that people would find him and have eternity with him. And I think as we come back to this place of determining to know nothing but Christ and him crucified, we will discover again the freshness of our purpose. You know, your highest call, your success is all about glorifying God and enjoying him forever. Whether you're in lockdown or whether you're whatever you're doing, you can be living your best life simply by face-to-face -face communing with him, enjoying him, loving him, because in that place, you are fulfilling your call. And your call is to commune with God, to worship him, to glorify him, to love him. And in that place, he'll drop supernatural ideas. He'll give um, creative thoughts. And as you, as you spend time in his presence, he will show you what to do. He will fill you up. And at the, at the very mo right moment, he's going to release you and send you out to do the works of Jesus. So I pray that the Holy Spirit will encourage you and strengthen you as you look to him in these coming days. I would just love to pray for you, uh, if we can right now. I hope this is encouraging you. Hallelujah. You know, I've had so many um, times where the enemy works really hard to bring us back into condemnation and shame. He wants. I, I had a. I had a bad day a, a few weeks ago, <laughs> where I was just. I was sad. I'd had friends overseas who had died. I'd. I was, as a pastor, dealing with people that were just going through some horrific situations, and my heart was heavy. And I, and who knows that when you are having a hard time, the enemy doesn't say, oh, she's having a hard time, let's leave her alone. He, uh, he doesn't play fair. And I just began to get attacked with all these thoughts of, regret and oh if only I'd done this in my life and if only I hadn't done that and oh, blah 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 and and I found myself talking to God but not actually even looking at him and just saying oh God I'm sorry I'm sorry for this repenting for stuff that I'd repented of a long time ago but caught back in a cycle of regret and then after a while I just went oh help father and you know, the moment I do that, the battle turns because I have faith in this at least, 
that when I say, Father, he hears me. And he is my ever-present help in time of need. And as soon as I did that, he reminded me, Catherine, have I ever Because I was actually getting all caught up with, I'm sure I don't pray as much as some other people. And um, I'm sure that other great men and women of God would have a better prayer life than me. And, and I heard the Lord say when I said, help, Father. Because I was, I was telling him, oh, God, I'm sorry for not having a better prayer life. And I heard the Lord say, Catherine, have I called you to compare yourself to anyone else? And right there at that moment, he just showed me his kindness and his love again. And I believe the Holy Spirit wants to reveal his kindness and his love to you, that you're not called to compare yourself to anyone else, but you are called simply to love him, simply to be loved you, and that it can overflow so that you can love everybody else. Hallelujah. Well, let me pray for you. Papa, I thank you for these beautiful women. Oh, my goodness. Let them feel your comfort right now. Lord, I pray for the truth of your spirit, Lord, to cut through the lies of the enemy that would try to trap them in comparison, that would try to trap them in shame and guilt. I say oppression, go in the name of Jesus Christ. And I release joy and hope to them right now. Father, I'm asking, Spirit of God, that you would touch them in the name of Jesus Christ. Right now, if you've got sickness in your body, I want you just to put your hand on the part of your body that needs healing. And I'm going to agree with you right now that the Holy Spirit's going to touch you and heal you because by his stripes, you were healed. Hallelujah. Are you ready? Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Don't try and figure out, what have I done wrong? The enemy hates you. It's probably because you're righteous. <laughs> God loves you and he wants to heal you. So put your hand on the part of your body that needs healing right now. And in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I release your healing touch. I rebuke infirmity and sickness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, I ask that you would touch these beautiful women right now. Heal their bodies in the name of Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Wholeness, freedom, pain go. Life come healing now in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you, my beautiful friends. I pray this has been some encouragement to you, but I pray too that you might be encouraged to start saying help, help further, and never to pray again without looking for that connection, without having that deep need in your heart to connect to him. I love the Passion Translation where it says, I think it's Psalm 46. I'd have to look it up. Maybe Psalm 42. I'd have to, I can't remember. But it says, my deep need calls out to the deep kindness of your love. And let that deep need stir you to press in, to see his face, to know him and to love him. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, my friends. Hallelujah. We believe you have been blessed by this inspiring message from the heart of our Lord. Do not miss our next conference. For more information, visit www.streams.org.au or call 1-300-361-971. Keep radiating the love of Jesus to the world.